Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering No Exit, which is, I believe, a Hulu exclusive that yes. came out in either, I think, 2022? Pretty sure. Okay. And this was actually a listener request. Thank you, Charlie and Melissa, for requesting another video. <laughs> but before we go into the review, and before we grab our cups and talk about tea, we just need to vent about the trouble that this episode has given us. So whenever we did our in-person recording, we recorded this episode, and it was... And it was Beautiful. It was beautiful. It was the best of best episodes. And of course, every time we actually have a good recording. Looking at you, Train to Busan. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's like, it, it, fuck it. So I went to finish rendering the the video capture because we use, well, I say Sony Vegas because I started using it when it was owned by Sony, but it's just Vegas now. And I sometimes whenever I click my mouse, it it doesn't, you have to do it double. And it was one of those times where I hit save and then close, but didn't actually register the save. And even after downloading a recovery program, it still couldn't recover it. So we, we've literally been bitter about having to record this episode again for like for a weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. I'm still better about it. I'm so mad. Yeah, I'm still mad. <laughs> so if if we're extra cynical this episode or sassy or, snarky. <laughs> or or whatever you want to call it, that's why. It's because we we knew this how, take how good of an episode. Of a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. All because it didn't properly save. Yeah. But we're not mad at all. Yep. So... Anyways, to brighten our moods, <laughs> as far as tea, the Plum Deluxe Peaches and Cream Oolong Tea. It's got black tea, oolong tea, apple pieces, apricot pieces, calendula, peach, and vanilla essence. And, oh man, smelling this tea, mm, I love smelling it. But thank you, Plum Deluxe, for allowing us to continue to do what we love. Yes. I just realized I didn't bring the tea sleeve oh, how with dare. me this time that I usually do. Oh, um, but I'm supposed the, to be the unprepared one. I know. But it's the Yogi brand tea. And I oh. did look at the ingredients beforehand. It's their raspberry leaf tea. And legit, the only ingredient it lists is organic raspberry leaves. Like, that is the only ingredient listed on the box. You know, it is sometimes simple is the best. It is. Um, I do think that it needs a little bit of sugar, so I did add some. But it's a very light, simple flavor. Very straightforward. You taste a little bit of raspberry, but it's mostly just, you know, nice herbal tasting tea. 
can be a little bitter without the, the sugar. That's why I add it. I do still want to try it with honey. I keep forgetting every time I go to make this cup. I can't help but keep smelling this tea. It's just it's comfort in a cup. And it's oolong it tea, which is normally so bitter. I'm just mm, good on you, Plum Deluxe. You know what you're doing. <laughs> but for our tea suppers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So the summary for No Exit. So this college student who breaks out of rehab to try and uh, see her mom for the last time because her mom had, I believe it was a brain aneurysm. Yeah. But unfortunately on her way there, she gets caught up in a really bad blizzard in the middle of the mountains. And so she has to go to this community center to sit tight while the blizzard passes through. And so it's, it's like her and then these two other groups of people. And I think she goes outside to try and find like better signal. And she ends up finding this girl in one of the parked vans. And so it's the mystery of her trying to figure out who it is. And then once she figures out who all is involved, she then has to figure out a way to sneak the child and then protect the child. So Yep, uh, that's it. Yep, that's all you need to know. <laughs> but for entertainment, oh man. So keep in mind again, guys, this is our second time recording this episode and it's been a minute since we watched it. Yeah, though, to be fair, that's not an excuse. We could always have rewatched it, but we did kind of. Was it this morning that I was like, hey, should we? Re- re-record this episode it was (laughs) so yeah okay so for entertainment i would give this movie a 7.5 and the reason being is I, i i feel like this is one of those movies where you're not exactly sure where it's going to go and i can totally see for some people that might not be enjoyable But for me, if I can sit back, relax, and just, like, enjoy the movie for what it is, it it actually made the movie a lot more entertaining for me. Because I I was actually reading the IMDb reviews just out of curiosity after I had already written my notes. And it was very hot or cold. (laughs) Some people loved the movie. Some people absolutely hated the movie. Which, honestly, a lot of the bad reviews, it did seem it was that scenario where it wasn't exactly what they were expecting it to be. Um, and, I mean, they did mention that it was a bit predictable, which I, I agree with. Like, not all of it was that predictable, but some of it was. But I, the reason why I enjoyed the movie so much, though, is the fact that... They, they kind of flesh out the main character so you kind of understand her backstory. You understand her motivation on why she's breaking out of rehab. And then whenever they put her in this situation, it kind of starts off like a murder mystery type of... I mean, it's like minus the murder, but like the mystery aspect where you're like, who done it type of thing, where you're trying to figure out who the kidnapper is. And then the movie reveals who the kidnapper is. And you're like, okay, so where is it going to go from here? 
And then it pulls out another twist. He's like, no, there's actually more than one kidnapper. Which that, I really wasn't expecting that twist. And I thought that that was a really awesome twist. I can't think of too many movies that have pulled that type of twist before. Because at first, whenever it revealed who the the first kidnapper was you're like really the the creepy looking guy like kind of go figure that he's the kidnapper but then it's like oh the handsome guy who gave a completely different state than the license plate because he lied you just didn't know that is a part of the kidnapping which i thought was just mm, i like it i i feel like at that point i was like okay that makes more sense when they show that there are two mm-hmm. because the the guy that just looks like a bad guy <laughs> not to profile or anything but he looks like he's got villain face let's let's just call it like we see it and he just seems very incompetent to be frank so when they show that he wasn't working alone i feel like that made a lot more sense yeah and so it's like it turns from a, a mystery movie to more like a, a thriller on like, how are they going to get yeah. out of this situation? Uh, and then towards the end, whenever it starts to get a lot more gory, when there's like injuries and stuff like that, it almost kind of turns into more of your your typical slasher horror. So kind of in a way, it's like, three three or four different types of movies in one it just kind of it doesn't stick with the same theme which i'm totally okay with like this is it kept it interesting yeah like i i feel like the movie kind of keeps you guessing you're not really sure what to expect and at least for me it it hit me in the right spot where it's like i i enjoyed the fact that it kept me guessing uh i i felt like it just kind of like nitpicks, but it's like overall, like I felt like they were pretty good with building the tension. Maybe one modification, or I guess two modifications, I probably would have done is I felt like they really dragged out the first half of the movie where you're getting to know the main character. And it's like, I understand that that's important, it needs to be in there, but I feel like they could have paced that a little bit better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Maybe cut out a few scenes, like the one person, the nurse or whatever, being an asshole and being like, oh, you can't talk to your sister or whatever. It's like they could have, I don't know, it's like they could have done some things differently or cut stuff out altogether. And then whenever it comes to the mystery part, it's like the best part of a mystery is to continue to keep you guessing and things like that. So I think it would have been cool if they shaved down the first part, but then extended the mystery part. Mm-hmm. And then and then once you find out who both of the kidnappers is, then continue on with the movie. And I feel like they maybe revealed the second kidnapper a little bit too quickly afterwards. Well, that was... It but made sense at the time. It did. In the placement that they used, I feel like they could have done a bit more with Sandy, um, mm, the yeah. Marine's wife. They kind of forgot about because her. Uh, a little, but at the end when they finally got the kid, and the Marine and Darby were trying to to figure out a way to that all of them could get out of this safely, 
Sandy was a little obvious that she had really bad motives and things because, I mean, she was adamant pretty much as soon as she saw the kid of give her back to the kidnappers, <laughs> which seemed really out of place and didn't make that much sense, especially with the care that she showed Darby, even though she didn't know her. Yeah. Making sure she's okay, checking up on her, acting almost motherly towards her. So for her to act that way towards the kid, who's obviously in a bad situation, yeah, it just did not make sense. Yeah. So when they revealed that she was the one that gave the kidnappers the information and orchestrated the, the kidnapping itself, then it it was a little too obvious there. I feel like they could have done more with that. And part of that was probably the delivery on the actress's part. But I just feel like that whole arc could have been done a little better. Yeah. So it's like there's little nitpicks here and there. But overall, I feel like it's a pretty solid movie. There's not like a whole lot I would do differently. The only thing I'd do different is not kill the old state guy because... He's a great actor. It's just... And he was such a nice guy. I know. And the fact that he was like, you know, why are you helping strangers? It's like, that's what Marines do. It's just... It's like, I know it was cheesy, but it just kind of like... He's but it was of, sweet. I know. He has such a redeeming character. Just... Because oh. <laughs> it's like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of characters in this movie that are that redeeming. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the the marine, and then the main character Darby. I mean, obviously the the kid didn't deserve being kidnapped, but I mean they they showed previous footage of her and she was a brat, so it's yeah. just like it's like I didn't really like the kid, but it's like but she no. definitely didn't deserve that either. Oh no, yeah, it's like I don't. Uh, wish ill will is like she's just a spoiled brat type of yeah. situation but yeah it's like I I don't really hear a lot of people talk about this movie I don't know if it's because it's too new but I feel like this is this is a, a pretty good movie there's not a whole lot of movies recently that came out that are like this type of movie so it's kind of refreshing to have a, a movie like this come out so it kind of changes up the pace for the, the horror genre and the thriller genre. So upon reflection of this movie, I've been going back and forth between two different ratings. So I think I'm going to split the difference oh. and go with a 6.25. It's been back and forth between a 6 and a 6.5. Like, it's a decent movie and I definitely enjoyed watching it, but after a while... It's one that it's not too terribly memorable and it'll fade in your memory for sure. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And apparently this is like the second film that the director, writer, producer has created. So for a second film, this isn't bad at all. Yeah. Like bravo. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, for like the, the lack of plot holes and yeah i mean there's obviously some plot holes but it, it's really not bad yeah. at all <laughs> there's a lot of things that are convenient yes and again we completely understand movies got a movie <laughs> but there's only so much <laughs> 
like everything had to be just perfect for a lot of this stuff to happen. And we'll get to some of those things in the realism, but it just seemed a bit too out of the realm of this is entirely possible kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, wow, what a quinky dink. Yeah. (laughs) A huge quinky dink. (laughs) That and, like, the main character, Darby, makes a lot of, you know, for a patient that's just broken out of an institution, (laughs) a rehab institution, she makes, for the most part, some decent decisions and takes decent action with a lot of things. And plays it off really well. And other things, she just... It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and she doesn't think about, well, if I do this, then this. Or maybe this is a better course of action. But, again, for a second movie, it's it's not bad at all. It's a lot better than many others that we've seen <laughs> recently. <laughs> and the gore is actually not that bad. It makes sense. In the movie, the effects are decent, so it's it's a fairly solid movie for what it is. It's one that you could easily pass the time in, but it might not be one that you go to regularly to watch. Yeah, it's like once you know the twists, it it kind of ruins the rewatchability of the movie a little bit. But I, I, I can definitely appreciate I I feel like these types of like mystery slash thriller movies, well, specifically the mystery part, really tend to encourage characters that are more intelligent. But it is always refreshing when there is a character that does more than a halfway decent job of yeah. decision making. And it, it's like really my biggest complaint. Keep in mind, it's been it's been a little bit since we watched the movie, so maybe I forgot of something that she did. But the the biggest thing that I'm like, really, she didn't think of that was when the the kidnappers come out and they see footprints in the snow. Like, there, it's like you can drag something behind you. Like, there's multiple options here. Like, I know it's a blizzard, but it's not raining that. Or it's not raining. It's not snowing that quickly. Yeah. I know she was also kind of panicked too. So I could yeah. I could see her not thinking about it and just trying to get out of there quickly, especially if they're going to the other side than where she's trying to exit from. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's two of them. So if one goes in one side, the other likely would go the other side. Yeah. So she she should have at least tried to mess with the snow there to kind of cover it a little. Yeah, but besides that, uh, definitely the conveniences were very convenient. But it, it's it's definitely one of those where you have to hit all logic, I guess, aside and just kind of sit back and... Thankfully, it- not all logic, but yeah. some. Yeah. You gotta suspend it a little. <laughs> yeah, like the, the coincidences. Yes. Well, I guess we can take a quick tea break. I haven't... I had to. It was taunting me. Oh. <laughs> so does it... Because I know, is it like a bitter raspberry taste or... It's a mix. 
Raspberry is there, but it's like a back note. It's a bit more herbal tasting. Now, if you add sugar, you taste a bit more of the raspberry, which I think is a little interesting. But it's it's still mellow. It's not like punch you in the face raspberry. Sorry, I'm trying to digest what all I'm tasting in this tea. It's like the I can definitely taste the vanilla. Like this tea, at least in my opinion, doesn't need any sweetener. Like the vanilla and oh, the no. peach uh, counteract the bitterness of the oolong, but you can still taste the oolong. But what's what kind of throws me off is I can smell the peaches just like from the scent of it, but I can't really taste much. But I I honestly think it's the peach flavor. That's dampening the the bitterness. So it's just kind of it's a it's so weird to smell something one way and then you taste it and it's slightly different. It uh, yeah. kind of messes with your senses. <laughs> it's a bit more layered. Yeah, as I maybe I also am struggling with allergies right now. If you yes, if you can't hear my. <sighs> Yeah, I am too. I did not take an allergy med, so it could just be my the taste buds. But in the spring, yeah. But at we least have for pollen everywhere, yeah. But at least for me, I can smell more of the flavors than I can taste all of the flavors. At least right now. So maybe I'll I'll have to retry this tea again when my my congestion is. It's weird that it's like you would think that since my nose is clogged. Maybe it's just, it's like, I don't know. The human body is weird. I'm not going to try and it is. figure it out. But anyways, so for realism, I would give this movie a five. Just kind of right in the middle because there, as we mentioned in the entertainment, there are aspects of it where you're like, oh, that's. That's a, a very nice convenience for this movie. But then other times you're like, oh, that's actually like a great twist. The, the main character is making great choices. So I just like I couldn't, at least for me personally, I was just like, I felt like the middle ground was the best way to go. The The wounds themselves are pretty realistic. There wasn't some anything like too over the top or crazy. The... Maybe the most over the top was the guy getting the nail in his head, but I'm sure Jess will give a little bit more details on her thoughts on that. How do you mean? Well, like what specifically about it? Well, I remember, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth, but I remember whenever we initially recorded this episode, you had said that Ash, the psycho kidnapper, had put the nail gun on the, removed the safety and so there wasn't anything keeping the, the force of the nail from going through. And so the movie can... Huh? Which was confusing to me to begin with. I'm sorry, I, I don't really mean to interrupt. I just, real quick, taking the safety off, it's already supposed to shove a very large nail through wood of various kinds. Like, it's not necessarily going to be a soft wood, especially if it's a construction wood. Yeah. So it's already going to have quite a bit of force. I don't think it actually messed with the force. I think it more took off the need to have it against something to fire. Oh, that's a, I didn't even think about that. Cause I Just was like logically thinking about it. 
but he says it'll give it the force of a gun, but it's called a nail gun. Like, kind of already does. Yeah. Kind of the whole point. That does make sense that they would have a sensor on it and you would theoretically just have to remove the sensor to... Logically, yes. Yeah. That's in- Man, we should have looked that I up. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That makes total sense. We both have lives yeah. outside of this, so we've been busy. And honestly, I forgot to look it up. So <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. So I feel like it's a yes for your thing. Like that could happen, but a no for a different reason. Mm. So just I'm just switching it a little. <laughs> well, it, it's difficult for me because I'm like, if if the nail can go into wood, then why wouldn't it be able to go all the way through the, the guy's bowl? But then at it's, the same... It's a different consistency. Bone is is a lot harder, I would think, especially in the forehead. It's a lot thicker because it's it, supposed to protect If you it had better. let me finish, Sorry. I was going to say that. It's my turn. My- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it conversational. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. But uh, but yeah, it's like I, at the one on the one hand, I'm like, how did the the nail be able to, or wouldn't the nail be able to break through because it's bone versus the nail going through wood? But then at the same time, I'm like, well. They say that if you get hit in the head, getting hit in the head around the forehead is the best area because it's the most protected area of your your skull. Is it the the thickest bone and it can take the most pressure and all of that anatomy stuff. So it's like I'm I'm kind of conflicted on that one. So I and I'm sure like if it if it wasn't straight on, like if it was a slight angle, that could also impact how likely it would be for it to go through. So it's like I can't say here or there, but it, it was kind of a ridiculous scene that the oh, guy yeah. was trying to walk him to the hospital and then he falls and then the nail goes through. It's just kind of like a shock what factor. Get, what gets me is he didn't try. He didn't even try. To walk him around the puddle of blood. No. He decides to have him go straight through it. <laughs> I mean, like maybe he didn't realize. At that point. Maybe he didn't realize that blood is viscous and can be slippery. I don't know. That's also like. It's, it's thick, but it's a liquid on floor. On, on a on, hard floor. On tile floor. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. Water you, like probably you slip. slip. Yeah. But I will say Darby having the injury of the nail through her palm, like her trying to get out the pain it was causing her and how she got out of that situation, I thought was pretty pretty good. I it did seem like whenever she was trying to push her hand from the wall, I felt like that was kind of unnecessary and was making her wound worse. It's like I mean, I've never been in that situation, thank goodness, so maybe I would try the same thing. But it's like, in my mind, I'm like, your wound is smaller than the head of the nail. And your flesh is nice and squishy. And it's already (laughs) compromised. So why would you push it against the head of the nail 
when you more than likely are going to make your wound larger because you're pressing it against, you know, it's like the nail isn't going to give. Your hand will probably give before the nail does. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, I'm just surprised that she didn't focus more on trying to figure out how to remove the nail first before removing her hand, but which she eventually does. But it, it, I don't know. It just seemed like her initial instinct wasn't wasn't the best. But uh, besides that, my my last part in realism is the the fact that the the whole purpose or the whole reason for the situation is the fact that Sandy wanted the kid Jay, I believe her name is, to be kidnapped so that way she can ransom her for money and then get money to pay off. I think she they mentioned she's like has a couple million in debt or something crazy like that. No, they were going to ransom her for a couple million. Oh, okay. And she was going to split it with the kidnappers, but they were about to lose their house. Okay. Okay. So anyway, they're going to pay off their debts. Mm-hmm. But what baffles me though, is the fact that Sandy is just so surprised that it's like, oh, you're not just going to kidnap her for ransom, and and it's like, oh, I just want to kidnap her for a day, and you know, get my money, and then give her back all nice and safely. Lesson. Yeah, it's like it was just. How could she think that it would go that smoothly? It just seems like she wasn't. I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem like she didn't give it just two seconds more of thought. It's like there's no way it's like things like that never go that w- well. It's like all through history, every time these huge like crime schemes are uh pulled through, they it's like they rarely ever turn out well because something always happens. So I'm just baffled that she thought that that's as easy as it was going to be. So I I just thought that was extremely naive of her. Maybe there's someone in the world that thinks that that it would be that easy but anyone who uh either watches the news or keeps up to date with crime podcasts or or whatever or watches any other like thriller movie ever yeah is well aware that things like that rarely ever go according to plan it's like she can't guarantee the kid's safety. She couldn't. She can't even guarantee that she'd get the money because the kidnappers could be like, "Aha!" It's like they could give her like you know fake information and all of that. So she would have no way. Like her threat to turn them into the police would be null because they could just. I mean, there's so many ways to cover up your tracks, and it just. Well, at least for like a, a normal like citizen, but it just seemed. A l- little bit unbelievable that she was that naive, but anyway, I know that- she was desperate, but it did seem like she was super naive about the whole situation. Yeah, it's like if they're if you're that desperate, there's more concrete ways to to get money, but I will not <laughs> I will not go into those. <laughs> but anyways, we we gotta stay legal, kids. <laughs> And wow, <laughs> you're, you're gonna take it there, huh? No, <laughs> I mean, my brain was taken, but I, I did not say anything. Stop. Just, just. <laughs> so, what would you do for I'm gonna real? give it a three. 
so we can get on with this conversation. Okay. So to start off with, she was in the rehab place, which by all appearances looked like it doubled as kind of a mental facility. And she had only been there, I think she said like 11 days or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was less than two weeks. Yeah. And it was their prison. So she's barely in the program. I feel like the restrictions would be a lot higher, especially since she had been in this program before. A lot. And she'd already failed it a few times. So, and had tried other programs and failed those. Yeah. Like, had a lift. fell off the wagon after, yeah. shortly after. Yeah. So, I feel like the restrictions would have been a lot higher on her. And I also feel like, because of that, they wouldn't have just given her the phone to have the conversation with the doctor that had called, just to have a private conversation. Yes, the nurse was in the room, but I feel like it would have been on speaker. And it probably would have been taken with a grain of salt. Like they would have checked his credentials or something probably before they even gave her the phone or let her in the room rather with the speakerphone on. But still, I feel like someone would have been listening as well. And if they had already verified that what was going on was true, I feel like they probably would have allowed her to call her sister. It would still have been on speaker more than likely but they, if it was an extenuating circumstance like that, at least she could get more information on what was going on with her mom by calling her sister. Well, as far as the speaker thing goes, I'm actually not sure if they would be allowed to do that. And the only reason why I say that is I know whenever you're in prison and jail, whenever you have a phone call, you're not supposed to... Like, you, they don't have it on speaker. You can have a private yeah. phone conversation. So... It would just be a little bit odd if they were stricter than, or more strict than, like, prison or or jail as far as that's Possibly. I don't know. It just seemed a little off. And, again, what's one phone call going to hurt? Like, if it's really that kind of situation, why not call her sister? Yeah. Like, they they shouldn't have. It's stupid that they didn't let her. And they would have a doctor on call. It might not be her specific doctor if he's off on the weekends, but they would have a doctor on call. Yeah. They always have a backup doctor. Yeah. They always have a backup doctor. Yeah. So their excuse was BS as well. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. I also feel like she got into the tool supply closet way too easy. (laughs) (laughs) Way too easy. And they conveniently had a saw and a few other tools right there for the taking. And then she got out of the facility with no alarms going off or anything. It was super easy for her to leave. And then she just happened to find the nurse's car and he just happened to have illicit products in his car. (laughs) Lucky, lucky, lucky. (laughs) Like, there's so many things that lined up a little too perfectly. Like, I could see some of those things happening, but it just seemed a little too perfect. Yeah. And it's also kind of weird that a a medical care worker working at a rehab facility is also using drugs. 
Yeah, it was definitely ironic. I could see it happening on occasion, but it is it was kind of funny. And I think they were trying to make a make a funny with it. <laughs> that haha, look, the a-hole is also a user. What a hypocrite <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But um then she she's driving there, the blizzard, and of course it would be a massive blizzard that you can't drive through right then. And there just happens to be a lodge a short ways away where there just happens to be kidnappers with a kid in a van and a marine, and he's married to the maid of the kid's family who orchestrated the thing. They all happen to end up in the same place during this blizzard. It just seems a little too sus. The movie magic is a little too magical there. Yeah. For it to be that believable. <laughs> the movie's got movie kind of got it a little too hard. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I I thought it was good that one of the kidnappers was he had enough mental capacity to lie and be believable in the lie. Yeah. He was definitely the the more dominant of the pair for sure. Um the other was he was a lackey to be perfectly honest. Like when they first showed him it it didn't make that much sense that he could actually pull off a kidnapping. <laughs> But when they show the other guy, you're like, okay, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. I do wish that I had gone back and watched just to count how many cars were in the parking lot to see. Yeah. I meant to do that. <laughs> or at least ask Alyssa to do that. <laughs> because I feel like she could have potentially have been able to tell that, you know, there's multiple people in a vehicle because <laughs> I mean, the Marine and his wife were in one. She had one that she had stolen, but regardless. <laughs> and then Lars had the van, but was there another vehicle that Ash had come in or was he also in the van? See, like looking back and even during the movie before we knew that there was the two kidnappers, I could have sworn I saw more than just the three cars. And but there might have been. But see, it would have been really smart if they did have the multiple cars because yeah. I feel like especially in public spaces like that, there's always a random vehicle park that like someone isn't actually there. Like, <laughs> Usually that is the case. I'll agree with that. Usually that is the case. But when the sheriff said that he opened the lodge, that implied that it was down most likely That's for true. repairs because that bathroom was obviously being worked on considering one wall was out. <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, what What sort of repairs dictates you removing an entire wall? Like, yeah, I, I had some concerns. That was something that I meant to mention in the realism. It's like, I don't understand. Unless if, even if they're fixing the plumbing, it still doesn't Which make Which it sense. wouldn't have been on that wall because the, the toilets were on a completely different wall. Yeah, so I... 
so. I don't know what would dictate. It was and normally, just a whole ass wall. And whenever they, <laughs> like, if they did have to work on that wall, they wouldn't normally remove the whole wall. They would just do, like, a hole and then, like, patch it up when they're done. Like, if they're yeah. finishing the, or uh, fixing up the electric or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if a grizzly broke through it or <laughs> someone or the found man. a way to jam a car through it or oh, yeah. or Siren Head kind of reached in and, and grabbed someone or what. But <laughs> there's a whole ass wall missing and it just happens to be in the perfect spot for her to sneak in and out of when she's trying to check on the girl or get signal or whatever. So, it just seemed weird. I will say that it missing the wall was really creepy. And I kind of wish they would have played up that factor. Like, they could have had one of the kidnappers kind of standing right behind it. And so you saw, mm -hmm. like, a shadow. Or they kind of really, they could have really uh, upped the tension yeah. using that wall. Definitely. Also, I feel like with the temperatures dropping as quickly as they would in a blizzard like that on a mountain, uh, the girl probably would have frozen to death. I know they went out there to turn on the van now and then to try to restore some heat, but they're then they're not staying out there that long. It's maybe a couple of minutes at a time, maybe. Yeah. And then they're immediately opening the door and letting out, like, all the heat that they had put back in it. So, coat or not, pretty sure the girl would be dead. I could yeah, be Especially wrong. with an open space that the back of the van would be. Like, they would have to, like, wrap her in blankets and do all, all sorts of stuff. And even then, it's... It's not a guarantee that she'd make it. They'd have to completely insulate it. And as soon as they open the door, that insulation's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because I believe... Because whenever we had the winter storm a few years back, the, the medical uh, expert is like under 50 degrees or either under 40. It was one of those two. But once your your home is under either 50 degrees or 40 degrees, I, I'm pretty sure it was under 50 degrees, actually, um, you actually are in risk of hyperthermia and, and dying. And so if the and I mean, in a vehicle, you're obviously going to lose a lot more heat uh, than uh, a lot faster, faster too. <laughs> than in a in a home, so it's like if it and, was under fifty degrees, then yeah, and it was be. definitely under fifty degrees because there was a blizzard. At the highest, it was thirty degrees, which is uh, that's there ain't no way it was thirty degrees. Yeah, especially it had with to have like been colder. How much they were bundling up? Yeah, like I would imagine either like the low twenties or even the teens. Probably the teens, though, honestly. At the highest, probably. It could have been even colder. It just depends. It depends on the area. But yeah, though the, the mountains do tend to be colder because it's yeah. higher up at the, now that I think about it. They so, have a higher elevation. Yeah. 
And that stuff was sticking. And they had a couple of feet of snow in some areas. In other areas, it was, you know, six inches to a foot for convenience sake. Because they were able to walk through it pretty quickly and easily. Yeah. From the building to the vehicles, which I also thought was kind of (laughs) weird. When it's a blizzard like that, and they're still able to, to walk out there, and it's just, you know... A little past your ankle deep. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I'm sure the... Like, obviously the movie did it for convenience. But in real life, I can picture if the wind is strong enough, it can keep blowing the snow. And so uh, I would imagine it's likely that there are going to be patches where the snow is a lot thinner than other areas. Patches, yes. But there's going to be drifts in other areas yeah. where it's going to be higher. So it just seemed a little too even and a little too low just in the parking lot area. We're personally. getting super in the realism. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, and what you were saying with the nail, I feel like that for the most part made sense. Like, she wouldn't have been able to really grip the the head of the nail very easily with her blood kind of slicking it up. And it's extremely difficult once that nail goes into a wall, especially a wooden wall, to be able to pry it back out without, you know, a hammer or anything. Any other tool. Which is why she was trying to get the kid to, you know, help. <laughs> yeah. So, I forgot. What uh, was her other hand free? Yeah. So, I guess you're saying that if her other hand, she might not be able to, to fight. Yeah, she she might not be able to, like, grip the head of the nail. Yeah. One, because it was so close. That's like, her hand was on the wall. Yeah. And the head of the nail was right there, like, pushing into the hand. Like, you're, there ain't no way you're going to be able to grip it. <laughs> not easily. So she had to make some room, which I'm surprised she was even able to do that without the tool first. And then the fun part ensued. (laughs) So that was fairly accurate. And it was smart of her and kind of ironic that her addiction kind of saved her (laughs) in a way. Yeah. It's like, I knew this would come in handy. (laughs) It did. And it's lucky that she didn't take it when she was thinking about it earlier when she got off the phone with her sister and her sister was telling her not to come and all. Yeah, it's kind of that weird irony mm-hmm. of like she she avoided giving into uh what her her body wanted, but then later she's like, Well <laughs> I actually need this now. <laughs> well, this is gonna give me a boost and potentially keep me alive. So you know what? Here we go. <laughs> Though I do, I am curious, I didn't look this up, though I don't exact, I'm not exactly sure what I would research or like how I would Google this, but. um, You probably don't want to Google it. (laughs) VPN. But anyways. um, (laughs) I don't think it would help at that point. uh, But anyways, but it's like, I know that, like, for example, you're not supposed to drink alcohol if you're in the freezing cold because it actually will kill you faster. So, and I, I have heard other instances where it's like if you're on certain drugs and you're in a certain situation, it can actually uh, make you more likely to die in that situation. So I have to wonder if in this scenario, if 
someone really had taken I, I think it was cocaine that she took but whatever drug she took I have to wonder if yeah maybe it helped the nail come out faster but maybe uh, in the cold in a real life situation it would actually cause her to lose body temperature faster or or get hyperthermia symptoms faster or, or something if she did she probably wouldn't feel it as much yeah which i i i know depending on what it is that they're experiencing that can either help or hinder yeah um because i mean there's obviously like if your body is going through a certain type of trauma and you're ignoring it then uh that that can make make it worse yeah I just, I'm not an expert. Yeah. I'm curious to know, though. Um, Again, I feel like Sandy could have played it off a little differently. Um, Thinking about it, she actually could have flipped sides, too. Once they got the girl into the building, she could have played it as, oh, my God, you were just taken. This is the, the girl of the family that I've been a maid for she was taken we need to take care of her and then try to play it off and maybe get a reward so that is so smart and she's not smart (laughs) she panicked but then what okay 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 sorry i gotta i gotta work out this scenario but what if the kidnappers get arrested and then they say that she hired them or they they didn't even know it was her though yeah, it would only be the head person. Yeah. And it would be their word against hers. And unless they found other evidence, which is doubtful, because these people really hid their tracks well, since they're a trafficking ring <laughs> instead. And be God. So yeah. it's doubtful that any actual evidence would come to light, and they'd try to throw it. But, I mean, if they tried to to throw her under the bus with it, most juries probably wouldn't necessarily believe it and would probably see it as, oh, they're trying anything they can to get out of this situation or to lessen their situation. It makes no sense. If she was in on it, why would she help the kid after and bring her back to the parents? Yeah. So. (laughs) I don't know. So she could have played it differently, a few different ways. (laughs) Yeah. It would have been better. Yeah. I completely agree. Instead, she's like, give her back to the kidnappers, which, of course, the two other people are like, no. What? (laughs) Why? No. This makes no sense. Why would we do that? We have to help her. But honestly, I think Sandy, well, I mean, not only with the, the kidnapping thing of wanting the reward money, but also I think she truly felt like her life was in danger because I knew it was. So she was probably like, well, I already want the money for this kid. So, and I don't want to die. So the easiest solution seems to be to just return her to the kidnappers. Probably. And again, she panicked. Yeah. She was obviously not very good in a very stressful situation. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. Yeah. I just don't understand why at that point she didn't realize like, We've seen their faces. We can identify them. We're not getting out of this alive. (laughs) Even if we hand over the kid. Yeah. Like 99% of the time, that's 
generally how it is, is if you see their faces, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good sign. If they're not worried about their identity, that's a bad sign. No. I don't know. I It's like, I completely agree, but at the same time, I'm like... There, there's so many times where they acknowledge that eyewitness testimony is BS. So it's just kind of surprising that it can be. We continue it really, to... yeah, it really depends on the situation. Yeah, to be honest. So there's that. Also, um, I, I don't understand why she didn't see that along with the fact that even if they had given the kid to them and they had kept their word and didn't kill them there's still an effing blizzard going on like they're not going anywhere yeah, they're all gonna, gonna do all sit inside awkwardly <laughs> like oh let's make a, a fire <laughs> like they're not just gonna sit nicely in their cars waiting for the storm to blow oh, over and then take a, off a hilarious thought um <laughs> and then after sandy bites it and poor marine guy bites it it was so nice like you know in this kind of movie you know he's probably not gonna make it but he's such a nice guy you still kind of root for him yeah and it is sad when he goes um but then lars bites it and the fight scene with ash and darby when she's trying to get the kid away and then she ends up like wrecking the car and then the sheriff comes up at the worst possible time ever. Like, I feel like Darby should have handled that a lot better. Yeah. Like, could have called out, he's got a gun. Even if it's just a nail gun. He's got a gun. He's got a weapon. Help. Let him know, you know, I'm putting down my gun. He's been trying to kill me. He has another weapon. You know, Use caution. <laughs> yeah, and I remember in the the original recording mentioning that I, I I did feel like at the same time I completely understand why police are praying that the way that they are, but I feel like he wasn't even trying to listen to what she was saying. No. And I mean, maybe maybe they're trained. Oh, don't even care what they're saying because they could try and trick you. And then whenever you let down your guard, you get shot. But I don't know. Is it like it just seems like he didn't even try to give her a chance? No, he shot her very fast, and I feel like I I completely understand him wanting her to put down the weapon. Yeah, I do. Because he just came into the situation. He has no clue of the the ridiculous shenanigans that have occurred <laughs> this night. Like, <laughs> so much carnage and chaos. There's the building on fire. <laughs> like, there was so much going wrong and so much death and blood <laughs> and wrecked cars. That, <laughs> you know, I get his confusion and him... Ordering her to lower the weapon. I do get that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. But then maybe take cover or try to go a different way around. Or her, you know, shout, he's got a weapon. <laughs> Something. Like, I'm lowering my weapon, but he has one and he will use it. 
like heads up. Yeah. (laughs) So it just, I feel like that whole scene at the end definitely could have been handled better. Yeah. It's kind of cringy on both ends. A little bit. Yeah. So, but that's, those are my thoughts and reasonings. Bear in mind, I, I'm pretty sure I had more <laughs> the last time we recorded this. Yeah, we had such a good. I I it was such it a was good so conversation good. last. Recording. We had some good banter. We had decent points. Like it was a good episode. We felt really good about it. <laughs> then it <laughs> then was ruined. I guess. <laughs> I swear, I really need to have like a a backup even if it's like a crappy version of the recording just some sort of backup so we never have to go through this again but oh well anyway (laughs) so what do you guys think (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i definitely think it was uh worth the watch anyone that that enjoys like mystery thriller type of movies um I think we'll we'll enjoy this movie probably. Yeah. I might watch it again. Um, again, this one kind of fades into the background after a while. It's it's not something that I would pick up on a regular basis, but it is definitely a good one to pass the time, and I'm definitely glad I watched it. Yeah, it's like this is definitely a, a once every couple of years kind of like uh, identity for me. <sighs> Yeah, that's a good one. Of identity. We need to watch oh. that one for the podcast. As I was going up the stairs, I saw a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. <laughs> Love it. But it, it's kind of like identity where it's like, you know what's going to happen, but it's like it's still a good enough movie that you'll like watch it every once in a while. Yeah. But it, it's like, I will say, it's like, I'll remember the movie itself, but... The name No Exit is very forgettable. So it's like, I'll oh, yeah. remember that we watched that movie and I'll remember that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. But I'll be like, well, what's the name of that movie? Well, and it didn't really, the the title itself didn't make that much sense. I mean, the fact that they're trapped in the community center and in a blizzard. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's like but that's usually something you see on like a highway or something like no exit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of a, a forgettable name. Yeah, but like you would think it's like I understand they don't want to give away that much about the movie in the title, but I feel like the the title could have been a little bit more memorable. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, and please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe our content. We also have a Teespring and PayPal donate button if you'd like to support us monetarily. And our Plum Deluxe affiliate link will be down below. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just helps out the podcast a bit as we get a small commission. And you can find the sites mentioned linked down below. Until the next time, though, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.